Welcome to the You Can Call Me Al podcast. How's everyone doing? Guys, I'd just like to start off by saying a massive thank you to everyone who has listened to my last podcast about the online dating scene. I'm really happy that everyone has managed to listen to it. And yeah, we've actually had viewers in Ireland and the US as well, which is very surprising. But um, yeah, thanks very much, everyone that's listened. And guys, uh, my only plea is if you like the podcast and you enjoy listening, please leave a rating on iTunes, preferably five stars. And also um, leave a review. Let us know what you think about the podcast because I really want this podcast to go far and wide. And I also want loads of people to listen to it. And I believe this podcast will give people good insights. And I also believe it will give people more or less something to do during this lockdown. Now, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce my first guest to this podcast. Uh, or special guest rather. His name is Jago Hooley. Um, Jay currently works in financial services and he's a former St. Thomas of Aquins high school pupil and he just so happened to be in my year at school as well. So, Jay, how's it going my friend? It's a pleasure to be here Al, pleasure. Like, um, I'm taking the credit for the new podcast name. I think, do you want to run through the story about how you've now came up with this new name? Yep, uh, well my name's obviously Alistair, or Al, so that's how we, yeah, and we thought that, uh, you know, um, we might get a bit recognised more if people are searching, you can call me Al, because um, obviously loads of people are going to listen to that song, so people might want to search that song. Yep, great song by an artist called Paul Simon. Paul Simon, yeah, can't go wrong with Paul Simon, 80s to be music, fair. can't go wrong with it either, absolutely love it. Got the brainwave when I was listening to an 80s playlist actually on Spotify, I've been talking to our great host Al about his first episode and how successful I thought it was, but there was just one big critique I had. I thought with the name, the Alistair Stiven podcast, just doesn't quite have the same impact as the You Can Call Me Al one. And here we are now. Exactly, exactly. So we're gonna get um we're gonna get started. So um our our theme today is sort of nightclubbing and specifically in Edinburgh. So now this uh, this is almost a pastime now, isn't it, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen the inside decor of a nightclub, albeit none of them tend to smell that nice, so I'm not really missing that element of going out on nights out. But it would be nice to have the option of going out again, but I can't see that being something that we're going to have for a long time yet, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, sadly, it was looking it was looking fairly up in um, in July when the pubs closed and there was only about two COVID cases a day, and now there's about two thousand, so it's not looking not looking too good on that front. But we're not really here to talk about COVID as such. But uh, yeah, it was looking good when all the everyone was excited about the pubs opening and you know everyone was getting back. Um, but I still what my only critique was. Well, not critique, but I kind of felt that like when you go to a pub, you kind of just want to walk in. You don't really want to sign in and leave your name and then only be given a certain allotted time. I don't know what what you think about that, Jay. (laughs) The only bars that I've known where you get a lot of time have been in one of your favourite haunts, the famous Shamlicks on Shamlicks Oh yeah, Place. Shamlicks, yeah. I've seen you in there many a time with a £8 Carlin Stein. A Carlin Stein, that's the one. Aye, it's not a drink that I particularly enjoy. But each to their own. I'm more of a more of a cider man, more of a dark fruits to be specific. Yeah, you can't you can't really go wrong with the dark fruits to be yeah. fair. Only problem with Shamrock's really is they don't really 
they serve dark fruits, but because most of their menu is so cheap, like they sell most pints for like one pound seventy five. They actually sell dark fruits for four pound. So you as well just buy a normal pint of Strombo for one pound seventy five, and then get in a shot of black currant juice in it to essentially make what is dark fruits. Yeah, that's but it's not that's, quite um, actual dark fruits. <laughs> that's what people tend to do. Um, yeah. So um, Shamrix, yeah, missing that place. I was walking past that place yesterday, mm. um, just bringing back memories of yeah. all those nights in there. But. Uh, yeah. yeah, one thing about Shamlix as well, it's, it's one trait that it shares with spoons, or with other spoons, for those who are not aware of spoons, is the distance you've got to walk to get to the bathrooms. And then when you get in the bathrooms, it honestly looks like some Soviet Union prison. <laughs> it is, honestly, it's dreadful. Like... Yeah, it looks like the gulag, but <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. definitely not missing that. Fair to say, I'm I'm there for the the upstairs drinking bit rather than the going to the toilet. But obviously, you need to go to the toilet. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Okay, so Jay, I've got some. Uh, let's run through some some sort of questions about just generic nightclubbing. So what what do you look for in a night out? So when you're going on a night out, you're getting ready. Um, what do you look for when you go for a night out? I was. A lot of things to take into take into to take into judgment when I think choosing where to go to. I think for me personally, I think one of the main swaying factors when choosing to where to go on a night out, I think, is gonna have to be music, for example, and the kind of ambience of the environment as well. Um, for me personally, with music, I can listen to a wide variety of genres. Um, but certainly I'm not wanting to go to a place where it's going to be majority playing genres that I don't particularly like. So that's one factor. Um, also as well, ambience. I think you want to preferably, preferably go somewhere that isn't, looks nice, um, albeit can be quite hard to come across, but uh, when you do find them, um, they are keepers, I think, a good example of a place that's got the right balance between playing the right type of music and having a nice sort of ambience to it. In Edinburgh, anyway, is a little sort of club and bar hybrid called uh, Please Don't Tell, or as we abbreviate the locals, PDT. Love it there. And the drinks are excellent. It's a lovely quirk about the drinks. The bartender's free pour. Uh, if you're not familiar with what free pouring is, um, as opposed to measuring um, the vodka shots that they would pour in your mixer, um, they just essentially pour it straight from the bottle. Um, so that's a very interesting quirk about it. Yeah, so I like um, I like PDT as well. PDT is a nice place. It's got a good ambience. The only problem I would say with PDT is it's just a bit too small, I would say. If it was slightly bigger, then I reckon it would probably be the best hotspot in Edinburgh. But I think because of its size, um, like a bigger George, George Street clubs such as Why Not and Bourbon are going to get more people in just because of the the pure size of the places but yeah I'd, I'd say probably my one of my favorite clubs in Edinburgh is PDT Um it's also got um some rather quirky quirky stuff like Star Wars um stuff as well in it and stuff that you just wouldn't think that's in a normal a normal nightclub as as well so yeah um so now we're going to get on to so Jay when you're going on a night out um do you prefer the weekends or a weekday for me now, with being 24, my only real option is going out at the weekends just due to my profession that I'm in. 
um, I work Monday to Friday so for me personally I can only actually go out on the weekends so your Friday and Saturdays um, back in my younger days maybe between 18 to 21 um, when I perhaps wasn't in a career that I'm in now when the purse strings are a little bit tighter going out during the week really did suit me because a lot of the club nights that you tend to find during the week are cheaper and they're aimed towards students who typically like my shit myself at the time shared a similarly small bank balance so we like to save the pennies um, a great club for me during that kind of time frame would have been Hive I know it's not a place that's particularly popular with a lot of the a lot of the locals in Edinburgh um, just due to it's sort of ambience that I've touched up as a pawn before but when they're selling a vodka mixer for a pound you really can't turn it down I think you can go out with £10 and you're going to have a good night there but you've had a lot of good nights in Hive as well haven't you Al? I certainly <laughs> have yeah well people uh, people who know me well know my, the Hive's kind of my go-to place yeah I just really like the place because it's got such a chilled out vibe and the bouncers are kind of slightly more relaxed and <laughs> Yeah, you can just have have a good time there, and as you said, it's just really cheap. Like you can eat vodka coke for a pound. You can't really, can't really go wrong with that. To be fair, and yeah, it's just a nice, just a nice chilled out place, really. Um, I'd say I say with the George Street clubs, um, you kind of have to dress a bit smarter to kind of get in there, and like um, the bouncers are kind of watching you a bit more closely. But um, no, I just like Hive because it's got it's just got that nice chill that vibe and sort of feel like everyone's welcome there as well um from kind of all walks of life so you might get some sort of more poor people and you might get some rich people there as well and you obviously get people in the middle as well whereas i think the more kind of more george street clubs are aimed at people with a bit more sort of money in their pocket type thing so that's that's kind of what i like about hive uh so kind of touching on the lockdown jay do you feel that with clubs now being shut and kind of people are finding different ways to socialise would you agree? I think we've all had to adapt in a way um, with how we choose to interact with our friendship group so I think for certainly in the summer when the weather was fantastic as it was last summer I think you've seen friendship groups adapt and they were spending a lot of time in the meadows which for those of you who aren't familiar with is a it's a big public park in Edinburgh in the city centre essentially I think in the summer there was one day it was about 30 degrees on a Friday I was finishing work at 3.30 got my hair cut love to get a high skin fade every week by the way just for those of you who don't know me those of you who don't know me or those of you who do know me rather will know that very well about me but yeah remember finishing work on that particular Friday got my skin fade went up to the for five o'clock, met with the, met my friendship group. You even, you even made an appearance as well, about six o'clock in the evening there. I think I did, to be fair. I can't remember exactly what night it was, but yeah, um, it sounds, yeah. Sounds, like, sounds like me. Yeah, it's a good night. Good night and having a few drinks with your friends, just having a good laugh, just being able to kind of forget about what has been up until that point, a bit of a, a, bit of a rough year, just with be, being in lockdown for about three months. And it was like, some people having a good time, Unfortunately, when you go into those type of environments on a hot day when there is alcohol, you do get some individuals who look to spoil that, and there was <laughs> a, bit yes. of a, a bit of a a bit of a melee in the middle of the meadows. Um, it seemed about three or four police fans have to turn up. Yeah, luckily like, the police were on hand that day. Yeah, yeah. it was honestly it was like I seen it at Zulu with 
crowds of people running into battle. It was just a sight to behold. Of course, as being law-abiding citizens, we did not participate and just watched from the side. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I yeah, I, I think I remember the day you're on about now. Yeah, it was. It was a very good day, and yeah, um, it, it's nice that there's just a big open park for people to to socialise. Um, sadly, the weather is a very dependent factor now. I think on how people socialise, and obviously with the the lockdown rules and and stuff, it's very going to be very hard for people to kind of socialise um, face-to-face. However, um, I, I feel that like people are, are doing a lot more Zoom calls and a lot more Zoom quizzes, which is always a good idea. Um, I think back in March and April time, people were, you know, friends were getting together and doing like quizzes online, and that's always a good good thing to do with a, maybe a drink in hand or something. But yeah, no, I think it's, um, it's, I think it's making people be a bit more creative um, and how they're doing, how they're socialising, I think, because before it was just literally, they had, people had so many options, they were just like, right, we'll go to we'll go to Spoons and then we'll go to Hive or Why Not or something. That was like the, the plan, but now people are having to be a lot more creative in the way they socialise, which is a good thing, but, but as you say, Jay, I'm hoping it's not going to last forever. Yeah, definitely not. It's a good thing that people are being a lot more creative, but at the same time, I think you want to have that, that freedom of choice, it's always a good thing to have options and the sooner the opportunity to go back to bars and socialise without restrictions whilst it's, whilst it's still safe is going to be better, not just for us as an age group, which I think, I think we've obviously lost out on that for the last, well near enough, nine months now, but also for the actual economy in that sector too. I think there's a lot of jobs in that industry and I think it's really important that it does open up again at some point when it is safe to do so but I think that's a little bit too serious to to delve into too much at the moment for this type of podcast but you never know maybe a future episode if Al wants to discuss that we can yeah, do so. Of course yeah <laughs> well uh, we're, we're keeping it light at the moment Jay we're keeping it light at the moment. <laughs> okay so um, Jay Sort of final few questions. Um, so we've discussed um, a lot about Edinburgh and the nightclubbing scene. Uh, bar with Edinburgh, so not not in Edinburgh. In Scotland, where would your favourite sort of night out be if it wasn't in Edinburgh? That's a silly question. Now there's only one possible place yeah. that you can't have to choose. Um, I think it has to be Glasgow. I think there's always a, a comparison made between Edinburgh and Glasgow. Obviously, of course, Edinburgh is the capital city. Um, but if you're asking me if I was to if I was talking to a tourist and advising them where to visit it in Scotland if they had to visit one city then I would always choose Glasgow over Edinburgh reason being is I feel like you're going to get a more authentic Scottish experience in Glasgow as opposed to Edinburgh I feel Edinburgh unfortunately plays up the kind of stereotypes you know the tartan the shortbread and the bagpipes etc go to Glasgow get an authentic Scottish experience and that reflects on the night out itself. The type of people you're going to come across, they are what is what makes Scotland. And as is what as you see on big billboards throughout Glasgow, people make Glasgow. It's a great place, and there's so many great bars and clubs. I think if you were hunting up Glasgow, Socky Hall Street, great place to go with a variety of options. 
No, I've got to agree there, Jay. And the, also, uh, <clears throat> touching on Glasgow, the chippies are absolutely top-notch there, I'd have to say. Yeah, uh, Blue Lagoon. Much better than Edinburgh. Blue Lagoon, can't go wrong. I mean, Edinburgh, yeah, got good, some good chippies in Edinburgh. You've got the deep sea near near sort of where I live. But uh, Glasgow, chippies, absolutely top-notch. Yeah, did you know, actually, one of the top ten chippies in Scotland, I stayed just two minutes long road from it, um, St oh. Andrews in Portobello. I uh, can't say I'm that Oh much. I forgot about the St Andrews actually That is a very very good chippy Located in Portobello um, <laughs> Just doing some plugging yeah, for them I hope, so, so I hope the viewers <laughs> Hope the viewers um, Take a trip to St Andrews If you've got some spare time On the your chippy. hands The chippy Not the location Not the location Feel free to visit that as well When the, when the restrictions are lifted but uh, yeah, the St Andrew's Chippy in Portobello, that's an absolutely great chippy. Um, just top quality stuff, really. Um, just much better chips and pizzas and burgers than you'd, you'd get anywhere else. So apart from the Blue Lagoon in Glasgow, you mentioned, Jay. Yeah, Blue Lagoon, good takeaway in Glasgow. Um, not as much bored about the takeaways in Glasgow as you are. <laughs> I'm not uh, in the uh, bars. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, bars and clubs. I don't know if the viewers, um, what the viewers think, but after a night out, I just love going to going to Chippy or somewhere. I'm, I've, I have been known, Jay, to get rather large orders, I think, which you've been witness to at some, some stage, I think. Um, so, yeah, guys, write in um, what you like to do after. Write in, it's not the radio in 1980. <laughs> 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 I know, I, yeah, guys, um, or rather, texting. Or, texting. Texting. No. Anyway, we've got up, we've got a bit off topic here. So, um, the the final thing I'd I'd like to mention is um, me and me and Jay uh, when the restrictions were sort of lifted in the summer, we went to a place called Dunfermline uh, for a not a night out but just a bar, and I, I had to say. Um, it was actually a great experience, um, and it was something new, different, and I had actually quite a nice vibe to it. Would you agree, Jay? <laughs> You're making it sound rather exotic and sophisticated. <laughs> what I was not told you when we went to Dunfermline was in fact only a Witherspoon's chain pub that we went to, which was a nice enough environment and a nice said change of scenery going through to Fife, but it wasn't much different. It was, no, it was maybe, cheaper. It was cheaper. Yeah, it was like six pounds for the train, and then it was for the drinks when you went there. It was cheaper. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with how Witherspoon's works, as a franchise pub, depending on its location, that determines its prices. So the pubs with the more lucrative locations, for example, city centre of Edinburgh, they charge higher prices compared to the prices that were charged in Dunfermline where we went to. Um, we did go on another out in as well, by the way, which you've oh, yeah. not mentioned, but. Go touching back on Glasgow, we made a visit through to the... We did make a visit through to Glasgow, when, yeah, when we went to, I believe it was Firewater. Well, me and Greg were in Firewater, you were just... Uh, yeah. You <laughs> spent more time so, in McDonald's. So, yeah, I did. I, the, the problem with uh, these trips is uh, you tend to... Basically, with the bars only being open till 10pm, 10, 10 you kind of need to go... Uh, drink a bit before and I maybe drank perhaps drank a bit too much so I yeah I ended up um, in McDonald's for a bit longer than I expected let's yeah. just let's just say if Jim. I remember correctly you left Firewater at 6.30 and you didn't come yeah. back to about quarter past eight and yeah. Greg and I just speculated for about an hour and a half where could I be but you eventually popped back up and let's just say you definitely made up for lost time definitely but, uh, yeah yeah that was uh, one memory I've got from that night as well was there was a when it came to ordering drinks we had to order on a like an app and you just put your table number in very similar to what you do in spoons got a can 
really understand why I keep mentioning spoons. I'm not <laughs> on the payroll by them, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I remember putting my, placing my first order in, and, and I was waiting for about 20 minutes. I was perplexed as to why the drinks hadn't been delivered to the table yet. And then it transpired on my seat. I seen the table next to us had my exact drinks order on their table. Um, I ordered four pints of dark fruits in case you're wondering um, in case you're wondering why I ordered that amount of drink and be- beg my apologies actually beg my pardon rather it was actually two so I seen two pints of dark fruits on their table turns out I bit made the offer to the wrong table so what happened was basically it was £10 down essentially so I had to order two pints again cost me £10 so overall I paid £20 for two pints and then five minutes later another two pints came to the table turned out that particular table heard me saying about how I ordered two pints to their table and they ordered another two for me. So it worked out all in the end. You can restore your faith in humanity then, Jay. That's why people make Glasgow, mate. That's exactly. it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's a long-winded story there, so apologies for that. I mean, mumbling no and stumbling. So, yeah, so, um, so in conclusion, how would we sum up the sort of nightclubbing experience in Scotland? How, does it, how do you think it compares to other countries, Jay? Um, well, been to I've been to a couple of different countries where I've experienced the nightlife. I've been certainly in a UK perspective. I've been to Cardiff in Wales. That was a yep. pretty decent night out, out down there. Um, went to an alternative club called Metros. If I remember correctly, I think a double vodka with mixer was about two pounds seventy five. So wow. it was quite a messy night. Yeah, and um, that coupled with Welsh, they were quite friendly, so it was a good night out down there. Um, also, as well, being done the standard holiday in the sun with some alcohol in Tenerife, Tenerife. absolutely brilliant place. Hope to go back there eventually when uh, some of the restrictions are lifted. Um, got a great little strip there called Veronica's and Playas de las Americas. Excuse me if I have a butcher that pronunciation of that particular area in Tenerife, but definitely would recommend going there if you get the opportunity. Um, one of my favourite bars there was called Revolution. Um, absolutely tremendous. I think one of the deals that me and my friends I went there with Morris, good lad by the way. Hope he's listening. Morris, uh, shout to Morris. <laughs> yeah, we got we got friendly with one of the sort of promoters for the bar, who was uh, called Raul. Um, I think we ended up following us on Instagram. He was basically tagging us and posts on his story on Instagram calling us his brother. <laughs> um, yeah. Drinks motion there, you were getting something like six doubles, which over there doesn't really equate to a double because they fill half the glass with vodka. Um, and then you were getting a ridiculous amount of shots with a fishbowl for €10. Euro. And it also, as well, just whilst we're talking about kind of these kind of holiday spots like your Tenerife, etc., it's mad how cheap the actual alcohol is. I honestly think that it's cheaper to clean the floors with alcohol than it is with bleach. Like you obviously wasn't. Yes. Um, so I've I've been to yes. Yeah, so my uh, holiday experience. I've been to Zante. Uh, I had a great first night. However, uh, the whole the whole holiday was just basically a, a mad hangover because uh, I I went rather too big on the last night. But I think the reason I went too big on the last night it was some crazy deal for so for five euros you could get two two sex on the beach cocktails. You could get two Jaeger bombs and you could get two shots all for five euros now that is absolutely ridiculous and you would never get that here I think if you ordered those drinks here that would come to at least about 30-40 quid here but I think yeah it's just uh, it's ridiculous how cheap it is over there 
but no um so yeah maybe a, a topic for another another podcast um holidays so Jago Hooley thank you very much for joining me been a pleasure Al as always and happy to come back on again if you'd like me to come back on and of course the viewers hope you've enjoyed me <laughs> no worries well thank you very much for listening everyone and as I said at the start if you like the podcast um, give it a rating on iTunes and we have been you call me you can call me Al podcast and we'll see you soon goodbye <laughs>